Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Stand by for the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast for lazy people of all persuasions. He never tires of exciting insurance chat. Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, guess what it time it is today. It's uh, time for Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is wonderful to have you with us today. I hope you enjoy the episode. If my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, didn't tell you, my name is Doug Jones, and I'm here to help you feel confident and perhaps even happy about uh, your impending encounter with Medicare. You may have already had that encounter, in which case you're just along for the ride. But for those of you that are looking forward to the upcoming encounter with Medicare that you're probably going to have, this is for you. This whole scheme that we're uh, putting on here, this little show that uh, we kids are doing, is designed to help you feel confident about your impending connection with Medicare. And the way I try to help people feel confident is to encourage them to purchase my book, the title of which is Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. You can go to Barnes & Noble to purchase a paperback version with colorful illustrations, or you can go to Amazon.com to purchase one of four editions, all of which have the identical Medicare information in them, but uh, all of which present that information in slightly different ways. You can read the paperback version, which is moderately priced, but seems to be the most popular item. You can order the Kindle version, which will appear almost immediately in your reading uh, device. You can listen to the Audible version, in which I will read the book to you, and I'll turn the pages, and I'll pronounce all the horribly unpronounceable words. And then, of course, we have the magnificent $22 hardcover version a device, a, a, a concept that I brought to fruition after years of study and research and experimentation. And this hardcover version is designed to last for the millennia. So if uh, your ancestors are ever, no, if your progeny, generations from now, are looking for Medicare information, they will be able to locate it within the covers of that hardcover edition at only $22. What a deal. Anyway, speaking of deals, I know a guy who is always dealing, and that would be Randy Carson. Randy Carson, what's your latest deal? My deal is uh, everything's on sale today. So, All righty, I'll take three. If everybody, no, we're we're only selling stuff as related to Medicare for the lazy man. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, I just thought I would point out, I haven't approved it through channels yet, but 
I was thinking about putting, you know, as we're coming in closer to the holidays, I was thinking about putting on one of those sales where if you buy three copies, uh-huh, you pay for three copies. Isn't isn't that good? You are a marketing genius. You are a marketing genius. How can that fail? I, and well, when, I I thought it I thought it would just go over like gangbusters. <laughs> well, well, let's find out, shall we? I think so. Okay. And the other thing is that if somebody buys three copies of the book and pays for three, as we insist upon, um, they may not need all three. So if uh, I were that person, I might do other people a service and leave them, say, in bus stations or on airplanes where other potential interested readers could find them and uh, perhaps avail themselves of the knowledge contained therein. That's right. That's right. So I think we ought to try it. I mean, I, I originally, I think I told you this. I originally discovered that marketing technique in Ireland. I knew it would have something to do with Ireland or booze or both. Well, no, in this case, it's both. Uh, <laughs> I, it's quite often, you know, when you're walking down the street in, in Ireland, doesn't matter what town you're in, there's these little, uh, like little chalkboard signs, you know, like sure. little little tent signs outside the pub. Yeah. And quite often, well, not quite often, but I noticed there was one said that we are having a monstrous sale today. If you, and I, I've got to make sure I say it right. It's some, something like if you uh, pay for two beers, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look at it. It's maybe you can. It's, it's oh, if I recall your other times you've mentioned this uh, this marketing effort in Ireland, it was buy one beer, get the second beer at full price. Could yes, that have been it? Yes, yes, it was. It was actually. Yeah, that's absolutely right. See, your memory's better than mine. I can't remember well, anything today. Well, the reason I remember it is it makes me thirsty. Yes, it does that. It, and there was another twist of that and i'm gonna to have to look it up it was something how you you pay for two beers and get the second one free i don't know it was something to that effect it was a little bit of a twist on that but the way you described it that was the first one i saw well and i told you about what i saw in Asheville, north carolina we were walking down the street and there was a sign just like that out in front of a bar that said soup of the day beer and uh, <laughs> it it sold me i was i turned and went right in the door of that place Oh, well, I would, too. I absolutely would. Do you have any questions, any trivia uh, items today? I don't. I, okay, I, because... I'm de I'm depending on everything that's on the uh, podcast script. <laughs> well, it's pretty skimpy, uh, slim pickings there on that, on that uh, sheet, that checklist. But you were in the process of going through all 50 states, sharing with us what the dopiest laws were. I was. So, yeah. Uh, I would. I don't know if popular demand has been to bring that back <laughs> in a future episode. Well, well, we we can try. We we can absolutely try. But what right. caught my attention on the script today, Doug? Uh huh. It says we have a new staff member coming in to MLM. Well, that's exactly right. I wanted to make that announcement to you and to the rest of the world that's anxiously watching everything that we do here at the MLM yeah. Empire. And I wanted to proudly announce that we have a person who's going to um, come uh, uh, to work with us and help deal with some of the overload. Now, some of the overload may be seasonal, but I think I see pathways to uh, increasing our business dramatically. And so I believe this person is going to be uh, 
uh, if she wants to continue with us after her probationary period. And yeah. when I when I say probationary period, I'm talking about she is giving us probation because oh. she's not sure that that uh, she wants to work with us. So she's going to give us a chance to see how things go during. How long her have we got? And uh, she didn't mention that. Oh. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, I'm uh, speaking uh, about my daughter, Melissa, who has uh, uh, decided that she would like very much to uh, pitch in and to assess whether or not she thinks that this is going to be a business that she would like to be more deeply involved in. And uh, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be prouder that my daughter is willing to give this uh, a tumble. Remember, my grandfather started an insurance empire, so she would be considered to be the fourth generation. And so there's like grandfather, there's father. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, oh yeah, fourth generation. There's me, and then there's Melissa. So yeah. Um, her husband cool. is, is hugely successful in his own right. And so I'm sure that um he will not he'll be <laughs> I wouldn't say turn up his nose, but you know, that when you start out small, as she will be doing. Uh, learn this and then learn that and then learn the other thing and then taking baby steps towards the career whether she wants to continue or not is going to be entirely up to her but um, I think it's going to be a wonderful thing if it works out the way I hope it will well that's great so that's a best piece of news I've had all month I'm pretty happy and eventually we're going to have her as a uh, podcast guest because as she gets her feet wet in this business it'll be interesting to see how things look from her perspective from what yeah. you know somebody with no experience in the insurance business uh was this confusing uh you know how about the customers do you like the customers are they idiots or many many opinions can be uh <laughs> expressed i'm sure after after she's had some time with us so i'm looking forward to um a very prosperous and a very fun uh, new direction for Medicare for the lazy man. And and the fifth generation of a Jonesite. They're, the fifth generation is here, but hasn't expressed any interest whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the fifth generation may or may not be heard from at some point, but I'm not going to rush that at all. I'm just happy that uh, we have the fourth generation showing up. Oh yeah, you did say fourth generation. I yeah. see. I'm pu- I'm pushing you along already. We're on That's generation right. five. That's all right. Uh, you are a valuable member of this team, also. So, uh, do we have uh, any fifth generations that we could hear there. from? Oh, they're there, and we could hear from them. But you know, they're not. Uh, they don't want to hang around with old people. <laughs> this is. They're busy uh, carving their own uh, path through life. Uh, I don't yeah. think they, they have uh, time to mess with the likes of us. But if we can get one of them tied to a chair and uh, put a microphone in front of his face, I think we're going to have an interesting interview. But that's well, not that, my that priority. Is, that is good. That is great news, Doug. But there, there was one thing I wanted to mention to you. And yes, sir. I, this is kind of a disappointment on my side. Uh-oh. I, I opened the door today. To We have grocery. We're, we're too old and lazy and busy and all that stuff to go buy groceries operative word being lazy go ahead yeah yeah so so we opened the door to our grocery delivery person and i shocked them so much they thought i was dressed up for halloween already what was the shocking part of your costume probably that my hair was all standing on end 
<laughs> well, that's happening to me too, but I'm due for a haircut. I'm signed up for a haircut in a couple of days. So my uh, shaggy locks will be shorn for a while and that'll be, then we'll be heading off to Arizona after that. Yeah, absolutely. So when are you heading back this way? Well, day picked out yet. I'd like to think sometime next weekend or maybe uh, a week from yesterday. Cool. So cool. that's what I'm well, hoping I, for. I blamed it on static electricity. Sure. How did he, did that go over okay? Or <laughs> uh, Well, he still had the look of shock on his face, but he, he accepted it. He goes, uh, now normally they offer to bring it all and put it in the foyer. Uh-huh. Didn't happen. Uh-huh. Did he make you go out and get it? <laughs> I did. I had to walk all the way out. You know, that little thing outside of our door, you know, I don't know what you call yep. it. Portico uh, or some yeah, freaking yeah. thing. So I had to go drag it all in myself. Jeez, that's uh, so no tip for the driver then. No, other than stay away from the old man down in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. As Mary always says, buy low, sell high. That's um, right. Well, we tried Peapod years ago. I Mary won't touch it. I'm going to pick out my own stuff. And I said, isn't one can of beans pretty much like the other can of beans? <laughs> I don't pork care. And, I'm buying my- pork and beans. Exactly. As long as it says Campbell, that's all I care about. But anyway, yeah. she, uh, we did have the conversation with my mother years ago when my mother was, you know, still hanging on. She said, all right, I'll try it. And so we sat down with the order form and ordered her all kinds of stuff that she would normally have gotten at the store or sent somebody to get. And uh, the Peapod truck was due to be um, making his delivery right around dinner time. And we had other relatives. I think it was some kind of holiday, maybe. And uh, the truck driver drove down the very long, winding driveway, approached the house, drove under the overhanging portico, and bang, and the whole house shook. Uh, the truck was just about three inches too tall to make it under the portico. And so, therefore, uh, <clears throat> we had a little problem we had to repair. <laughs> and that was the end of Peapod in our lives. Peapod was done had it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't talk anybody into Peapod after that. Well, you know, as the nominal producer here, uh, I don't want to, you know, stop the fun and frivolity about Peapod. But well, should we should we move ahead with some Medicare? Let's, let's do because we're going to lose our audience if we don't do something substantial once in a while, anyway. So I want to read a piece of correspondence that I received just today from a uh, a client, a satisfied client who has been doing his own prescription drug plan research, just like I hoped that he would, uh, that all of our clients would, from uh, the um, episode that we did a, maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, of how to pick out your own best prescription drug plan. And by best, I mean cheapest. You don't want a, an expensive plan during the course of the year. You want a cheap plan. And so this gentleman is uh, just, he made my heart warm. He made the cockles of my heart. Uh, uh, and here is his message. He said, hi, Doug. Happier or happy, busier than a one-armed paper hanger, period. <laughs> How did he know? It's uh, open enrollment, Joe Namath, Junior, uh, Jimmy J.J. Walker, all these people are on television, I guess he knew. He said, I got a summary of 2024 changes to my smart saver prescription drug plan back in September from Aetna slash CVS slash Caremark slash Silver Script 
slash Tom, Dick, and Harry. There are a lot of people involved in that particular. It was a silver script smart saver plan that I sold him because he didn't take any drugs. And that was the cheapest plan available in his area. I think it was, you know, six or seven dollars maybe a month. And that's not too much money to spend to keep your lifetime late enrollment penalty at bay. Just having the plan, even though you don't use any drugs, allows you to escape the eventual lifetime late enrollment penalty if you decide to get a plan later on because you have to start taking drugs. And so he he's uh, with the program 100%. He knows what he's doing. He read his ANOC, like I've been suggesting to people, and he saw that the price, the premium uh, on his plan was due to rise by 58% starting January 1st of 2024. And they're cutting their deductible, which really doesn't matter if you take generic drugs that are never going to be subject to the deductible. And they're cutting their co-pays by more or less half. He said, most years for me are prescription free for now. So he says, I need to get, you know, basically his implication is I need to get a cheaper plan. If they're going to raise the rates on the plan I've got and I don't take any drugs, then I'm going to get a cheaper plan. And uh, so he said, I just used 12 instructions in your book for comparing the 2024 PDPs with no drugs taken. Uh, and uh, he said, the winner in my zip code is WellCare Values Script. And I have a little secret here. He thinks that's the winner only in his own zip code. WellCare has decided to make this plan the cheapest one almost every place I've seen in the United States. There may be some places it's not the cheapest, but I haven't found them yet. I'm going to say that almost everybody that doesn't take prescription medication on a regular basis should be enrolling themselves in the WellCare Value Script plan for 2024. If the plan isn't completely free of charge during the course of the year, it's going to be in the neighborhood of 50 cents a month during the course of 2024. <clears throat> and uh, the people that take a couple of generic drugs are going to find still that that's an excellent value because their drugs may not have any copays. They'll still wind up paying zero for their drug plan and their drugs during the course of 2024. So anyway, he says uh, having a $0 premium and no drugs gives him $160 initial saving over the smart saver plan the way it's going to be uh more expensive next year. And he said, WellCare also has a higher star rating. I don't really pay attention to star ratings, but uh, you know, it's nice that some other people do, I guess. So he said, I can uh, see that I can easily enroll myself through Medicare's comparison and plan details pages. And I assume you would get no shekels or else chicken feed for doing this for me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to know. And he also says, one, before I pull the trigger, do you have any caveats about switching to WellCare Value Script? Number two, when switching, when do I notify Aetna at all that I'll be leaving them January 1st? And question number three, is any data changed, added, or dropped on Medicare.gov's compare pages between now and the end of open enrollment? And then he said his wife and he got three vaccines each on Sunday and had a he had a fuzzy, mildly feverish feeling all day Monday. So he says he's going to hold off on canceling the Aetna plan until he finds out that they've actually paid for the uh, vac vaccination shots that he and his wife had. 
So I tell you, there were several items within this um, missive, this this message that he sent, <clears throat> that just made me feel really good. He's been reading the ANAC, and he was forewarned about the disaster coming with his plan, how they were going to jack the rates up 58%. He read the chapter in the book with the instructions about how to go search for another plan. He asked me if I was being, you know, if they were reaching into my pocket to take money out, meaning uh, my commission, my huge commission for selling a drug plan would be hurt by him going directly to the company. All of those things are wonderful. So here's my response to him. I said, God bless you, sir. There are about five heartwarming things in your message that will cause me to use this in my next podcast episode. <clears throat> but in a nutshell, you are exactly right. Here are the answers to your questions. Question number one was, is there any reason not to consider WellCare value script <clears throat> as a good plan uh, for 2024 if the numbers work out in your favor? And I said, absolutely none. There is no reason not to. In fact, that is the plan that I have right now. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, his second question was, does he have to call Aetna and tell them that he's disenrolling from their plan? And I said, nope. That will happen automatically. And his third question is, from the time he did his research till the end of the year, is there going to be any change in the information that ba he based his research on? And I said, to the best of my knowledge, every important detail is cast in stone. From the start of AEP, which he calls open enrollment, I can't blame him for that, uh, from October 15th until the end of the current year and possibly for the following year. I mean, you have to count on the details they're giving you if you're going to enroll in one of their plans. So they would be pretty, pretty nasty to change the important parts of the plans after people have enrolled and before they had an opportunity to change to another plan. That's what happens in the uh, the Medicare Advantage plans, but the drug plans seem to be a little more stable. At the uh, beginning of AEP, the information that they've given is going to stay the same pretty much for the whole following year. And then a bonus answer. I said shekel collecting from Part D drug plans is getting more and more difficult. These two plans pay any commission to the hardworking agent, and the list of such cheapo plans is growing. The job, This job is getting to be like charity work. And then I said, I hope your vaccines are 100% effective for you and the missus. Uh, so I just wanted to let him know that I appreciated his taking uh, the bull by the horns and doing his own research. And then I thought, well... This is a good opportunity to walk through the instructions for choosing the best prescription drug plan for an, a client, uh, because this is the first job that I want to teach Melissa, our new member of the staff. So what I thought I'd do is just do what I normally do uh, <clears throat> when I'm telling somebody how to perform this task, and that is to go to medicare.gov slash plan dash compare. And I'm pretty sure Melissa's already been here because I told her I was going to include this website in her first day of uh, her instructional duties. <clears throat> and so when you get to this plan, you're going to see a guy that looks a lot like Frito Bandito, uh, you know, before it was politically incorrect to use Frito Bandito, zip code um, ins uh, insertion. And so you stick a zip code in there. I'm just going to use my Arizona zip code because I miss it. I don't have an opportunity 
to use it all that often now that I'm stuck in Illinois for a while. And that is going to be 85322. Let's make it 85321. And I have coverage. I'm looking for coverage for 2024. So I'm going to say continue. And it it doesn't have any confusion about what county I'm in, but it may ask you to uh, define the county. And it'll show you the list of potential counties. If I were doing Illinois, it would ask me between Kane and DuPage counties. And I'm in Kane County in Illinois. But this is Maricopa County, Arizona. It's a huge county, bigger than many states. So uh, the next screen asks me if I want Medicare Advantage plans. No. Do I want a Medigap policy? Uh, We'll deal with that separately. Uh, Or do I want a Medicare drug plan, Part D? And that's the one I'm going to click. Then I'm going to say Find Plans. The next screen has a list of welfare programs. And it asks if I'm participating in any of these programs. Do I get extra help? And one of the answers is I'm not sure, but that's not the right answer. The right answer, no matter what, is I don't get help from any of these. And that is because we want to keep this a fairly clean process. We don't want to sully the plan process by mixing it up with the the freebies that the government can throw in. That gets confusing. And the next question is, do you want to see your drug costs when you compare plans? Now, if you don't take any drugs, the proper answer here is no. And this program will then take you to the the list of drug plans. And that list of drug plans will start with the cheapest plan for you. (coughs) And it will show you the first plan, which is always going to be the cheapest. But in this case, we do have drugs that we want to talk about. So let's say, yes, we do want to see our drug plans costs when we compare plans. And so I'm going next, and then I'm taken to a box that says add prescription drug. So the first drug is Rolustatin. (laughs) I can't pronounce it, but I remember it it was on a, uh, a chart that I gave Melissa for her experimentation. So I'm going to say, let's put in the name of that drug is R-O-S-U-V-A-S-T-A-T-I-N, Rosuvastatin. It's uh, a statin drug, obviously, and it goes with calcium. The only choice when the drop-down menu is uh, appears is Rovastatin calcium. So since calcium is kind of a benign ingredient here, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to click on that as being the drug that we're talking about for this particular prospect. And I'm going to click on the add drug box. Now, this uh, this person takes one pill, one uh, 20 milligram pill every day, and they take uh, 30 per month. And I'm going to use the monthly assortment because even though he might get a 90-day supply when he refills his prescription, the numbers are going to be more accurate with this process if I just pretend that he gets them refilled every month. Because if we were doing this, <clears throat> say, 11 months in, then it would give a distorted view of the cost that he's going to pay for the balance of the year. Because it's going to assume that he runches right out and gets a refill right away. And then he gets a refill every three months, let's say, if we're doing it 90 days. And it's going to have too much ordering uh, for the real life scenario. 
Whereas if he orders every month, he's going to get one pill a day. And depending on where he's ordering from, the uh, uh, drug copay is likely to be very low or zero anyway. So I have trained myself to always do a 30-day assessment rather than to throw in 90-day refills. So we have 20-milligram tablet of this rovustatin calcium, rosuvastatin calcium, 30 pills every month, and to my drug list. <clears throat> then it says, do you want to add another drug? And I said, I sure do. The other drug that we're going to talk about is lisinopril, L-I-S-I-N-O-P-R-I-L. And I'm going to click the drop-down menu shows lisinopril. I click on that. I'm saying add drug. <clears throat> In this case, it defaulted to a 10 milligram tablet. But we are actually, this particular person has told us that they only take a 5-milligram tablet, but they take one a day. So we're going to change the 10-milligram tablet. We're going to click on the little arrow in the drop-down menu. It contains a 5-milligram selection. So I'm going to click on the 5-milligram tablet, and it defaulted to 30 every month. So I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to click Add to my drug list. Now we've got the two drugs that this person takes. So I am going to click on print. It will print the list of drugs, which is two of them. And right at the top of that printout is going to say, confirm your drug list. So when I send a copy of that printout to the customer or the client, it's going to order him to make sure that I haven't screwed up and added a wrong drug or screwed up a uh, dosage or a quantity. And I'm hoping that I haven't, but if I have, then Uh, The ultimate responsibility is with the client who really has to uh, make sure that I haven't screwed it up. So then the next thing is pharmacies. Where does this person like to uh, have their prescriptions filled? I love mail order because, frankly, I don't want to have to leave the house. Let the postman do the work and bring those uh, refills to me. But other people like to go to the drugstore. And in this case, the client has indicated that he or his people like to use Walmart, CVS Pharmacy, Walgreens, and Heb Pharmacy because they're in Texas. Now, I used an Arizona um, zip code, and we don't have Heb Pharmacies in Arizona. But what I'm going to do is uh, use some of the others that I find here in the list underneath the, uh, as I scroll down, underneath the... um, the zip code that I put in, we're going to find uh, that there aren't many pharmacies in this. So I'm going to extend our search pattern out to 25 miles. And then I'm going to, once again, scroll down and I'm going to look at, oh boy, distance 25 miles. Oh, I know what I forgot to do. I forgot to say apply. So if you're going to change the search area, you have to click on apply. Otherwise it won't take And so I am now looking at a longer list than I thought I would be. Find pharmacies, distance 25 miles. And uh, hmm, I might have made a mistake somewhere. So this (laughs) may not be the most ideal teaching tool for Melissa. But let's just say that I got one pharmacy here, Desert Sanita. And that's in Ajo, Arizona. So I screwed up the zip code. That's what I did. But assuming that I got the zip code in correctly, I now have 
Mail Order Pharmacy and Desert Sanita in Ajo, Arizona. <laughs> That's down near Tucson for those of you who are geography uh, experts. And it's not anywhere near the zip code I thought I was putting in. So I am now going to look at, um, I've got those two pharmacies. I clicked done, which really should be finished, but uh, the government isn't known for its uh, excellent language. So I clicked done. And now we have a list of plans. I don't know exactly. Oh, there are 21 drug plans available <clears throat> in that area. The cheapest one is always listed first, and that's the Silver Script Smart Saver plan. And that one would cost this person $9.90 a month. The next one is the Silver Spring or Clear Spring Health Value plan. And the third one is the Humana Walmart Value plan. So I'm going to click add to compare for each of those three plans. I could do two plans, but I can't do four plans because the next screen where it lines them up side by side isn't big enough for four comparisons. So I can only click on three and uh, then I'm going to say compare. And when I do compare, here's the money shot. Here is what we're looking for. It's the list of three cheapest plans side by side. The one on the left is the cheapest. The one in the middle is the second cheapest, and the one in uh, the right position is the third cheapest. And it's not the premium of the plan. <clears throat> it is the premium plus the drug co-pays. And that is because the premium, sometimes the drugs with the lowest premium have higher co-pays. The drug plans with the higher premiums might have fewer or smaller drug co-pays. Uh, the premium is $9.90. <clears throat> if I were to have all refills done by mail order for the course of the year, my drug copays would add up, uh, drug copays plus the plan premium would be $118.80. That is suspiciously close to having no drug copays at all. <clears throat> I'll bet you if you took $9.90 and multiplied it by 12, you're up pretty close to 118.80. So that would mean that the only thing I have to pay all year long is the Silver Script Smart Saver uh, premium every month. And probably the co-pays when I fill a prescription would be zero. I haven't done that math. I'm just speculating at this point. The one pharmacy I put in was the Desert Sanita Pharmacy. And if I fulfill or refill all of my prescriptions at that store, and pay the premium for 12 months, then the total out-of-pocket cost to me for the year of 2024 would be $143 and change. So that is the um, value of this tool. We've just selected the cheapest drug plan of all the 21 plans available, and we've given a projection of what kind of out-of-pocket cost one could expect. If we had some other stores, if I had put in the correct zip code, uh, then we would see some other stores, Walgreens and Costco and stores like that, and we would be able to identify where the drug co-pays are the lowest and then stay away from the stores where the drug co-pays are the highest. But we only had a couple of choices here. So the second plan, the second least expensive plan was uh, costing in the neighborhood of $494 for mail order for the year. 
and uh, at the pharmacy, $420. So that's a considerable difference. And using this tool allowed us to identify the, uh, the best plan. And the best one is always the cheapest one. So for Melissa's first lesson, I hope I've given her something she can sink her teeth into. I'm sure it was, hopefully, <laughs> I hope it was instructive for other members of our audience who uh, want to perhaps do some research on their own drug plan. So that's what I encourage. I really want people to do that. Now I'm going to get rid of this and bring Randy back. Randy, come on back and join us, will you? Where's I'm Randy? here. Yeah, he is. I thought he was, I thought he'd left the room. So I, am I lost on your desktop? Well, you're very tiny. <laughs> I'm, oh. trying to, I'm trying to make you less tiny. Oh, but you know something, tiny or not, you can still go ahead with uh, <laughs> your, your responsibility. Sometimes tiny is better. Yeah, sometimes, although I, you know, I haven't heard that lately. But go ahead. Well, you know, we have used our 75 cents up, Doug. Yeah, I was afraid of that. We're going to have to land the plane. But as always, there's a few things I always like to mention before I do. And one of those is if you want to reach out to Doug but via email, you can catch him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. He loves to hear from me. He checks his mailbox every morning. And if it's empty, he's not happy. Point two is if we haven't mentioned it today, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning and purchasing. The other thing I would like to recommend you check out is our website at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a couple reviews on the uh, podcast, the book, because it's all about the numbers. They don't have to be complicated. Just say, hey, love the podcast, like the book. I read it every night before I go to bed. That would be <laughs> just excellent. Excellent. And last but a, not least, I got to write a better ending for the next ep, the next uh, edition. <laughs> and last but not least, thank you for joining us. Uh, we always appreciate it when you join us. You could have been a number of different places doing a number of different things, and you weren't. You spent a few valuable moments with us on Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, and we really appreciate it because it's without you, we just don't have any fun at all. But there's one thing I wanted to mention. I always I always bring this up when we're talking about drug plans. I'm not an expert, but I do know because Doug has told me that the higher price is not better. Go for the cheapest drug plan. Is that still right, true, Doug? Right on, brother. Right on. You go for the, the one that pans out to be the cheapest when you take into account the price of the plan, the premium, plus the drug co-pays. Excellent. Excellent. Well, if you guys haven't been watching your watch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He lives full time up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, except when he's out in the flatlands of Illinois, watching out for the sharp corn leaves. Oh, boy. Well, I want to say a warm welcome to Melissa for joining the staff. I hope we survive our probationary period in good standing. Um, and then I want to say adios to our loyal audience, and we will look forward to seeing you all next time for sure. Bye-bye. <laughs>